Did you survive? Did you survive? Did you survive DK Metcalf? Did you survive Dak Prescott? Did you survive CDA? Listen, this week, week 13 of the NFL slash fantasy football has already taken off and it's already explosive. We saw a game on Thursday with zero punts. Zero. Offenses were clicking on both ends. Now listen, Seattle was struggling coming into that game. Seattle was struggling coming into that game offensively. But we saw them corrected against one of the NFL's best defenses. If not the best defense in the NFL. We saw the Seahawks correct their mistakes and put up points. Now this is that guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to us. You can listen to me. But I say us because it's you and me. This is the people. This is for the people. But we're moving on. Fantasy football is getting serious, folks. You're sweating. You're biting your fingernails. And guess what? I'm right there with you. I'm no different. Fantasy football is stressful. And for those who think fantasy football is a joke, well, you know, there's a bridge. Lean over it. Make sure that most of your body weight's on the head side. Because I'm telling you, the stress that we go through, the sleepless nights of who or what or when is going to happen. The who, who is going to star, the what, what is the matter with this guy? The why. Why is he not playing? Those are about to get so much more crucial because we're at so much more of a crucial time in this season. You know, I tell my friends, you know, I play fantasy football with a lot of my friends. You know, most of my leagues, I got at least two to three of my childhood friends in me. And I always tell them, I say, you know, I'm never upset when we, you know, when I lose to you during the regular season. Because I know there's a tomorrow. But folks, we're getting to that point where there is no tomorrow. Where there is no next week. I'm talking about the playoffs, folks. And what have I been saying to you? Until you got that E next to your name, it's fair game. You're still in play. You can still do it. Now, week 12 in the NFL... We saw some pretty good games. We saw some good performances. Bijan Robinson, multiple, uh, multiple touchdowns. We saw some good games. So we saw, we, we saw, sorry, continue that. We saw, we saw Mr. Jordan Love tie his career high with three touchdown passes. You know, we saw Dallas take care of the commanders as they should. And we saw Deron Bland set an NFL record. He tied it up. We saw Christian McCaffrey do his thing against the Seahawks. We saw Tyreek Hill do what he does and because he's faster than you. That is why. You know, that's what I, I, I really like to stress that to people, you know. When you sit here and you say, you know, Tyreek Hill is an average wide receiver, you can't say that because he has above average speed. We're talking about someone who is flat out faster than every coverage in the NFL. There's no coverage for Tyreek Hill. If Tua has time, 
there's absolutely no coverage that you can run to cover him. Because eventually, you know what it comes down to? He's going to outrun you. And that is a problem. So if you have Tyreek Hill, he's an automatic receiver. Desmond Ritter, guys, listen, the Falcons wide receivers. Now listen, Drake, Drake London did his thing. You know, he did he had a really good game. But the Falcons wide receivers, man, they struggle because of Taysom. I mean, not Taysom, because of Desmond Ritter. Because of the inconsistency at quarterback. Drake London could be a top 10 in, in, in receiver in the NFL. Call me a liar. With his frame, with his size, with his ability, with his athleticism especially, in the red zone, there's no reason why Drake London shouldn't be a double-digit touchdown scorer every year. Drake London is the same mold of Mike Evans here, folks. We're talking about the same wide receiver. We're just talking about two two different quarterbacks. You thought, you listen, and just when you thought, you know, Baker Mayfield was bad, Drake may enter the conversation. Not Drake May, Desmond Ritter. I'm so sorry for that, Drake May. I fuck with you, guy. But listen, just when you thought Baker Mayfield was bad, here comes Desmond Ritter. Hello. And speaking about how bad this game is, we're talking about the Saints red zone. Alvin Kamara is actually becoming, starting to become questionable. Until the Saints figure out this red zone woes. Which means, I'm telling you folks, if you can get your hands on Taysom Hill, do it. Do it. They can't score in the red zone, so you know what they're about to start doing? Taysom Hill show. Taysom Hill show. 10 and in, we're going Taysom Hill. If you can get your hands on Taysom Hill, I would do so. Because for now on, as long as the New Orleans Saints are having red zone woes, which is going to continue the whole season because they have a defensive-minded head coach, he'll tell you our problem is we need to stop letting the team score as much. Thanks, coach. But as fantasy owners, we need... We need Alvin Kamara to get in the paint. We need Chris Olave to get in the paint. Jamal Williams led the NFL in touchdowns last year. And, you know, where has he been? Injured? Ah. It's a bad look. So New Orleans really needs to figure it out because we fantasy football owners, we need it. Moving on. Steelers beat the Bengals, showing some fantasy football relevance. And listen, Pat Fryermute, if he, I think he can do it again. I think he can do it again. And as far as do it again, I mean, sure targets, guys. Pat Fryermuth is going to be the closest to the quarterback at all time for the receivers because guess what? He is a tight end. So he's going to be closest to the quarterback. He's going to be a tougher matchup. So this is going to be very interesting. I like Pat Fryermuth for good pickups. We saw George Pickens. He made a big appearance. Deontay Johnson looks like he, you know, he should be more relevant. The Pittsburgh Steelers offense looks like it'll be okay. Looks like it'll be okay. The Bengals, I don't know. I don't know. They're getting T. Higgins back this week. But the quarterback situation with the bad offensive line, now we're talking about liabilities. Because at first it was a bad offensive line, but you got Joe Burrow. So he can, he, you know, he can navigate those waters. But now we're asking Brett Browning to navigate these waters while trying to be above average, which is what he is. In the eyes of the NFL, he could go to any rec league, you know, seven on seven and shut that shit down. But as far as the NFL, no, sir. Moving on. Titans and Panthers. Now, Derrick Henry did his thing. Now, I told you. 
the Titans were going to be able to get a couple extra possessions against the uh, against the young quarterback. That's what I'm saying. When it comes to fantasy football, we're looking at opportunities. How many opportunities is this guy going to get? Touches equal opportunities. So if a defense can get you, that's why the Cowboys offensive players are so valuable. Because not only are they going to do what they do in a very explosive, high-octane offense, but also they're going to get extra opportunity because their defense is going to turn the ball over. And that's what you look for is opportunity. Fantasy football is literally, to me, you know, trying to figure out, especially when you get down to the nitty-gritty. When you get down to the weeks where you're where you're missing players, when you get down to the weeks where you know maybe you're you know you have multiple buys, you know it comes down to finding these players that are gonna get the most opportunities. You know some of these guys, you know they get two, three, four touches a game, and then someone goes down. It's next man up in the NFL because everybody's that good. Now I'm not saying everybody is Justin Jefferson good. Now, there's superstars and there's good. But listen, to make an active NFL roster and get active playing time in the NFL, you are amongst the best of the best in the world. Go argue with someone else. I'm not arguing with you. These guys who are getting consistent playing time, that's why. Because they're some of the best in the world. Now, they may not be the top tier, but there's some of the best in the world. Now, moving on. Now, we saw the Buccaneers and the Colts get into a you know 47-point game. It's something you want to be a part of. Now, Jonathan Taylor went out. Zach Moss is in play. So if you have Zach Moss, he's a 100% play. And listen, nothing changes with the Colts because they began the season without Jonathan Taylor. So they know how to play. And Zach Moss, in the time Jonathan Taylor was out, was a top-five running back. So if you were able to pick up a Zach Moss, good job. Michael Pittman, good job. And honestly, I think it makes Gardner Minshew a little bit more dangerous because teams aren't just going to, you know, prepare for Jonathan Taylor. They're going to be more spread out because you don't have to load the box as much. But you have Zach Moss, so they, you know, they have to respect him. And now... This gives Gardner Minshew the ability to be more balanced within the offense because they're going to lean more on Gardner Minshew. That's why I like Gardner Minshew. Because for me, it says, okay, Jonathan's out. Now we're going to have to lean on you a little bit more because our best playmakers outside of Jonathan Taylor are our wide receivers. We're happy Zach Moss came along. We love that Zach Moss came along. But overall, we know that the Colts' best offensive players outside of Jonathan Taylor are their wide receivers. The Buccaneers, Chris Godwin might not play Sunday. So Trey Palmer, that's a guy that I think, like I said said earlier, opportunity. He's going to have opportunities now. He plays the slot. Mike Evans is going to do his thing. He's going to command a double team now. Look for Trey Palmer to have a good Sunday, man. Look for Trey Palmer. Giants and Patriots, the Giants beat the Patriots. The tank's still on. Tankathon is still on. Buttery Bill, do your thing and get your quarterback. Buttery Bill, go get your quarterback. I'm not talking about that game. Jaguars and Texans. The Texans, you know, hey, Texans are kind of serious, man. I like the cut of their jib, man. I like the cut of their jib. Trevor Lawrence is out here, you know, getting multiple touchdowns on, on, you know, rushing and throwing. So he's starting to become one of those guys where, hey, 
If you got them, you got to play them. And you know what? He started off slow, but they were winning games. Now it seems like they're starting to really figure it out, really get it going. So if I got anybody from the Jaguars, I'm playing them. Listen, if you got tight end Evan Ingram, he is due for a multiple touchdown game. I'm telling you, he's due. He doesn't have a touchdown all season. So he's due for a multiple touchdown game. If you're betting, I would take Evan Ingram first touchdown next game. And if you have the Texans, Tank Dale, Noah Brown still out, Robert Woods would be a nice streamer. You know, so look for them. The two running backs, Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary, of course, and then C.J. Stroud. They're going to keep the ball in C.J. Stroud's hands. He, he is their best offensive player. So the receivers are always going to be valuable. The Broncos and the Browns, Broncos won. Rams and the Cardinals, the Rams won. Steamed rolled. And the Rams are starting to make a quiet comeback for a little, maybe for a slight playoff push. The Chiefs figured it out in the second half, rallied around Mahomes, you know, and they get the big win. They put up 17 points in the second half after previously scoring zero, you know, the last couple of weeks. The Bills and the Eagles was a great game. If you didn't watch it, I feel bad for you. It was a great game. A great game. It really shows you how good the Eagles are, and it really showed you that the Bills might have just hit rock. That might have been it, you know. You know, there's always a point before someone starts smoking crack. There's always a point where you can go back in life and be like, man, that moment right there is where he just said, fuck it, light up. And that might be the time right now where we're looking at the bills. You know, Josh Allen's card has been pulled. And folks, I'm here to tell you, the guy to pull him out of it, is Joe Brady the new acting offensive coordinator? But I'm telling you right now, Josh Allen has some has some real balling to do towards the end of the season. Moving on, Ravens and the Chargers. Ravens beat the Chargers. The Chargers are a dumpster fire. Brandon Staley looks like a for sure fire. You know how there's a for sure hire? He's a for sure. You're fired. What did Bruce Willis say on Friends? Fired. You're gone, Brandon. You're gone. And you know what Brandon Staley is? Brandon Staley is the guy, for all you people out there that talk about analytics, he is you. He is you. You wanted to see what it would be like if one of these analytic gurus were like, you know what? I'm going to be a head coach. You just saw it. And they're 4-7 and seven and 2-4 and four at home. Losing games. Losing playoff games. Can You, go, you, you got a franchise quarterback. You're, 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 you're literally wasting his years. That's that's the that's you an- analytic gurus. You're Brandon Staley. I don't have to see this shit again. You don't have to be a genius. Oh well, yeah, I could go for it for fourth and two right here. I could go for it, and yeah, I, you know, it, I'll probably get it. But if I don't get it, two plays they're in. What do I talk about? Professional athletes. Profe- see, I don't think analytics take a part. I don't think they really consider variables. I don't think they consider a variable like, oh, on that defense, it's Khalil Mack. Oh, on that defense, it's just straight chaos. Brian Flores is calling the defense. These are variables I don't think that come into play. Like, yeah, if it's fourth and six, you got a 75% chance to go against, you, to make it against who? Not against this 49ers defense. Not against this Eagles defense. I want to see the variables. I want to see the variables that come into play. I want to see you plugging in these, these literal Hall of Fame defenses. 
defender, sorry, and defense is shit. I want to see you plugging in a Bobby Wagner coming down the middle to plug in the A-gap as I'm running a slam. 75% chance that you make it. Hey, is the variable that Bobby fucking Wagner's on the other side of that? I don't know. You tell me. Bears and Vikings, I'm not talking about a crappy game. Moving on. Listen, folks, we're at week 13. We got this week and next week for fantasy football, and we are in the playoffs. Playoffs? Listen, that's what it's about, folks. We're trying to get to that money. We're trying to, we're trying to get to that pumpernickel, that sourdough, honey wheat. That's what we're trying to get to. And, there, and listen, there's some games out there that's going to give it to us. Listen to me. Starting off with this Colts and Titans game. Like I said earlier, I like everybody for the Colts that I did before, and I especially like the Colts receivers because now they have to lean on Gardner Minshew. I like the Colts receivers versus the Titans secondary. On the flip-flop, I don't like, listen, I like Derrick Henry if the Titans are able to force a couple turnovers. You see what I'm saying? He's matchup dependent because you know they're going to load the box. DeAndre Hopkins should get his one-on-one matchup. It's going to be up to Will Levis to get him the ball. If Will Levis is unable to get him the ball, it's going to be a tough day for Derrick Henry per usual unless they can turn over Gardner Minshew. Interesting game, but everybody's in play that game. The over-under is 42.5, so they expect points. They expect points in this game, so follow suit and get in it. Moving on, Chargers and Patriots. Everybody for the Chargers is in play. Everybody for the Patriots is in play because the Chargers defense is so bad. Chargers are five-point favorites right now. I would not be surprised if they lost this game because of how bad Brandon Staley is. Listen to me. Check me, don't wreck me. The Chargers defense is bad. And their head coach, Brandon Staley, calls their defense. He is gone. If Bailey Zappi is able to get something going against that Chargers defense and they lose this game, which is in Foxborough, there is some inclement weather. So if you have, listen, inclement weather is in the forecast. So if you have a Justin Herbert, make sure you're watching. Keenan Allen, make sure you're watching. Listen, they're saying that he might not even go. So Guyton, listen, Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly's in play. If it's, listen, if it's a muddy one, if it's a slosher, if it's just, ugh, look for them to run it, and, you know, and keep this game low scoring. The over-under is 40 and a half, folks. Okay, and I guarantee you, most of those points are coming from the the the, the uh, team from California. But everybody's in play. Ramadre Stevenson. I like a Juju Smith Suster. Suster. Douglas is out this week, concussed. So look for the Bailey Zappi can throw the football a little bit. So if it's clear, hey, listen. If it's clear and everything's in gear, look for this plane to take off in the New England. And as far as just getting the ball out. Moving on, Lions at the Saints. This is going to be one of those games that you... Listen, like I said, Taysom Hill. This is a Taysom Hill week, folks. I'm trying to tell you. Last week, they struggled to get in the paint. They lost the game. So they're not going to do that again. Taysom Hill will be in in every red zone opportunity that they get. I promise you. They struggled to get into the paint last week. So they're going to use Taysom Hill a lot more this week against the Lions. They're going to use him a lot more. Just because when they had the chance to get in the paint, they couldn't do it last week. The Lions, 
They're going to do Lions things. They're going to run the ball. David Montgomery, Gibbs, those guys are always in play. Sam Laporta, the receiving core. Look for, you know, Khalif Raymond maybe to get a little bit more involved. He's been balling the last couple weeks. So if you need a streamer in some deeper leagues, look for a Khalif Raymond. Maybe a Josh Reynolds. He always is, you know, he's always Jerry Goff's favorite. I don't know if he's playing, though, because he, sometimes he gets hurt. Moving on, we got the Falcons and the Jets. This game is going to be a real dumpster fire. You know, I would play uh, a couple. You, you know, you you really only got the running backs. You got Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson. You got Garrett Wilson, and you got uh, Drake London. Outside of those four, you're really playing with fire because you don't know how many touches anybody else is going to get in these offenses. These offenses are terrible. They have two terrible quarterbacks playing, and I honestly. If you have anyone outside of those four players, don't play them. I'm, I, you know, I, that's how far I'm going. Kyle Pitts still hasn't showed up. We're still looking for him. You know, I heard he was somewhere in Costa Rica. I, I, you know, I haven't figured it out yet. Neither have my sources. But what I'm telling you is, the guy that played for the Florida Gators, that ain't the one playing in Atlanta. So this game is a real dumpster fire. So use at your own risk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cardinals and Steelers, the same thing. If you got anybody on the Cardinals, you're you really, you really risking a biscuit. Just because if you got Kyler, you're okay. If you got James, you know, Connor, you're okay. Hollywood, you're okay. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm talking about the, you know, the, the deeper parts of the, of, the, of the team. The deeper parts of the Cardinals, you're really playing with fire because you don't know what is what. They're clearly tanking. So you don't want to get too deep on that team. Now, the Steelers showed you some promise last week. Offensively, they showed you some promise. Like I said, Pat Fryer, Najee, Jalen Warren, um, the, you know Johnson, and Pickens. These guys are guys that you can really get away with. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, a, you know, shocked if a Calvin Austin this week got into the paint because it looks like they could incorporate him as a Swiss Army knife. So look for anyone on the Steelers, kind of, you know, at your own risk with the Cardinals. When it go Dolphins in the command. Now, this game right here, folks, is going to be the thriller of the Manila. This is going to be the game this week because you have a team in Washington that can put up points if they can protect the quarterback. That's the whole thing about it. If Sam Howell is upright, he does all right. That's factual. Now, he is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL right now, so we got a problem. But this is a game where you look for Eric Bielamy to really show some type of growth offensively. I mean, they're doing their thing. The Dolphins are going to put up points, so you know you're going to have to score with them. You know you're going to have to score with them. You're going to have to also calm that pass rush that they have down. I think uh, Jordan Phillips is out. I think he's out for a while. They carted him off, but you know nowadays they cart everybody off for everything, so you don't really know until you know. But what I'm telling you, this game is going to be high scoring. Look for Terry McLaurin to get in the paint, you know, because he has to. They're going to move him around the slot. Everyone on the Commanders is in play. If you have a Commander, play him. If you have a Dolphin, play him. Trust me, this game is going to be, have a lot of points. And look for Tua to get some real some real straightening. Look for Tua to go out there and you know, flex his muscle a little bit. Because he's been, he's been in the dumps the last couple of weeks, and he has to really bounce back. You know, So look, look out for this game. Broncos and Texans, this is another game that could end up being high scoring because the Texans like to keep the ball in C.J. Stroud's hands, and you can't blame him. He's the best, he's the best option they have offensively, and he makes great decisions. 
So I'm looking for C.J. Stroud and the Texans to really come out here and try to stretch the field vertically against the, against the Broncos. Really turn this into a track meet because you don't want Sean Payton and the Broncos to turn this into one of them Big Ten style footballs. You want more of a Big 12 style. You want this to be a running gun. Tank Dale, you know, those guys, you want to get them going. So I look I look for this game to have a lot of have a lot of potential. You know, Cortland Sutton's another guy that you can get away with playing, especially because you know he's going to get his he's going to get his red zone targets. He's a red zone monster this year. So look for Cortland Sutton to get in there. Moving on, Panthers and Buccaneers. The, listen, everybody on the Buccaneers are in play because, like I said earlier, opportunity. This defense of the Buccaneers are going to create opportunities for this offense to score more because of the seed, because of how young Bryce Young is. He's very young. He's this offense is not good. It's not good. The best receiver is Adam Thielen. And no offense to Adam Thielen. No offense to him, but he's been a number two his whole career. He's been a number two his whole career, and now that he's a number one, it's not, it's not, it's not okay. But what he did do is get himself paid for next year and the years, you know, in the, in the years further. He proved to people that he can stay healthy and he can play wide receiver and not really get. That's what it was. He had to stop stay. He has to stay healthy. So look for a guy like Thielen to get on a contender next year. But he's in play this week because of how bad the Buccaneers' secondary is. It's very, it's very average. Front seven is great, secondary average. So if they can give Bryce Young some time, he might be able to, you know, make some plays. Thielen's in play, but like I said, everybody for the Buccaneers is definitely in play against this team because the Panthers are just bad. And the Buccaneers offense will probably get a couple extra possessions because of the turnovers. Browns and the Rams, listen, this is a very intriguing one. I got something for you because the Browns receivers have not been in play for much for me. I benched Amari Cooper last week because of the quarterback situation, but them having Joe Flacco confirmed starting this week, Amari Cooper is probably going to go over 100 yards. He has a true quarterback. He has a quarterback that's going to get, he's going to, Cooper's going to get his targets, folks. So if you have Amari Cooper, make sure you have him starting this week because he's going to get his targets. The Rams defense is not that good. The Browns should be able to run the ball enough to where their play action should open up, which gives Amari Cooper one-on-one matchups. I'm not going to get into one, you know, football one-on-one. That's another time. But look for Amari Cooper to get into play. Cooper Cup, you know, uh, Puka, Tutu Atwell, Kyron Williams. You know, the usual suspects for the Rams will always do, you know, always do their burglary. They're always, they will always get you your bag. They will always get you the amount of money that you request. So that's never in question. So everybody's in play for me. Me personally, I'm playing everybody because outside of the starters, and by the starters, I mean Amari Cooper, I'm talking, you know, the three-headed running backs they have, David Njoku. Outside of that, you're really playing with fire. Elijah Moore, you can get away with. Now, he might be in play just because of Jamison Crowder. If you remember, Jamison Crowder and Joe Flacco had a great relationship back in the day. Look at that to be kind of a similar thing. You know, Look for him to look for that. Moving on. 49ers and the Eagles. Now, this is going to be a good one. I expect a lot of points. Of course, of course, but listen, Brock Purdy, he is the quarterback steal for me of the week because he's going against the Eagles defense, and this is why. Most teams outside of Dallas, okay, and maybe Buffalo, when you play the Eagles, they don't have the offensive line to sustain. The 49ers have that offensive line to run the ball on the Eagles and to throw the ball. 
I think the Eagles will try to take away the run, which will open up the pass. I think Ayuk, Debo Samuels, Kittle, uh, 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 Jennings, I think uh, Christian McCaffrey receiving, I think they go crazy. I think the 49ers receivers and Brock Purdy's passing stats go absolutely crazy against the against the Eagles. I think this game is gets I think it's similar to last week. High scoring game. It's a high scoring game. And this is a revenge game. And look for Brock Purdy to come in there with a chip on his shoulder. He didn't get the play. And the Eagles have been talking a lot of a lot of shit. A lot of shit's been talked about by the Eagles. And rightfully so. They're 10 and 1 and let's go. And this is a big division game, folks. If you have skill players, if you have AJ Brown, uh, Smith, if you have Swift, you know Jalen, these guys you're a hundred percent playing. You're not even thinking about it. I don't care how good the 49ers defense is. This game is about to be about the offenses. The NFL is going to look at them refs and say, "Hey, let's get some points." Moving on, Chiefs and Packers. Everybody's in play once again. I don't have anybody that I'm fearful of, unless you're talking about dipping your stick somewhere you shouldn't. And by that, I'm talking about if you're for the Packers, if you're getting outside of out of Dubes, out of uh, Christian Watson, Reed, you know uh, Musgrave, you know Kraft, um, you know um, Jones is out, so you're gonna have Dylan. But if you're getting deeper than that. I'd, I'd look elsewhere, personally. I would look elsewhere. You know, Jordan Love don't be, you know, he don't be spreading the love like that. You know, he kind of stingy with it. And, you know, those who don't have, they're stingy. You see what I'm saying? So he don't have the ability to be out here just doing all that extra. So he got to be kind of be stingy. Now, the Chiefs, look for Kelsey to kind of put an imprint. Kelsey's been kind of quiet touchdown wise I would look for Kelsey to have a multiple touchdown game this game I would look for Pat Mahomes first game in Lambeau in Lambeau Field I would look for him and Andy Reid to try to go plus 300 try to go plus 300 through the air let's get Kelsey a couple touchdowns and you know let's celebrate let's celebrate in Wisconsin because we're hanging out down the street thank you on Monday the Bengals and the Jaguars. This game right here, man, this is one of those games where you wish they would just switch it because the Bengals aren't at 100% right now. So why is this Monday night football? Why, why, why are we about to watch this on Monday night? That's my question. This should be the Eagles and the 49ers. We should flex these two games because, the, you know, the Bengals aren't 100% right now, you know? So, but still, you got to play Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, I'm kind of, I'm personally kind of skeptical on playing T. Higgins this week. I would play a Tyler Boyd before I played a T. Higgins just because of chemistry. We're talking chemistry here, folks. And he's closest to the ball. He's in the slot. The Jaguars, usual suspects, everybody's in play. And that's just how it's going to go this week. Listen, until you have that E next to your name, you got to keep going, folks. You got to keep going. And that's what it's about. Once again, thanks for listening. This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. And what you also got to do is push through the bullshit. And fantasy football, I'm telling you, we got two weeks left, folks. Two weeks left, and there's no tomorrow after that. When you lose in the playoffs, there's no tomorrow. 
So get that understood and get that get that concrete, folks. If you're, you know, if you're if you're a top seed, make sure you get everything in, you know, in line. Make sure you want to, you know, have your depth. Make sure you want to have, you know, you know, correct knowledge of games late. If you're fighting for your life, if you're fight, keep fighting. Keep fighting. And if you played against one of those people that went off on Thursday, listen, stick to the script. You hear what I'm telling you? Skip, skip, stick to the damn script. The worst thing you can do right now is panic. The worst thing you can do is panic. Switch up your lineup and drop an important game. Stick to the script. Once again, this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Good luck to everybody. Thanks for listening. It's Friday. This is the second leg of the trilogy. The third one's coming out. Like I said, I dropped three mixtapes a week like I'm Lil Wayne. And you guys have a good good Friday. Stay in tune. Hey, stick around and listen. to. Um, I'll be dropping the NBA one later on. The college football one is out. Washington and Oregon are set to kick off tonight. Thanks for listening. Peace.